0: When the moon hits your eye Like a big pizza pie That's when the Hi,
1: world... this is Beth Moon. Welcome to the Holiday Moons Podcast where we share our love for the holidays with you year-round.
2: This is Cole, and last year around this time I talked about being single on Valentine's Day. That has changed, so now I'm talking about my... New couple Valentine's Day plans and trying to figure out what in the world to do.
3: (laughs) This is Randy, and Beth shared last week about some of the early Valentine's Day cards, where they came from in America. I will be continuing that topic and get into some sour cards, even.
4: (laughs) This is Sydney, and I will be talking about the St. Valentine's Day Massacre.
3: Ooh, that's a fun one. So some great topics today. Our holiday happenings for this past week, we had a couple days off. Uh, Monday was um, MLK Day. Wednesday was Inauguration Day. Inauguration Day went off without a hitch. Some of us had Inauguration Day off that lived near D.C. They basically shut down the whole city, so we had off that day. Yeah, some of us had neither of those days. (laughs) So you had a nice full work week. Yep. But for me, it was nice because I got a lot of things done. I got some more of the Christmas lights put away, but... Even though I have mostly winter decor out, Beth is requiring me to keep a few Christmas trees still <laughs> decorated. Winter trees. <laughs> Two of them could be categorized as winter trees. Two of them are clearly Christmas trees. Right, Beth?
1: Well, I mean, the red and white one could technically be a Valentine's Day tree. <laughs>
3: yeah, okay. There's not a single heart on there no, at but all. red and white. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yep, that is true, and then there's green on the one upstairs, so that could be maybe a Saint uh, Patrick's Day one.
1: <laughs> if we if we need to stretch this, huh? I
3: forgot to mention last week too. I was talking to a listener, a friend of mine from work, and she was telling me she was listening to one of our Christmas time podcasts, and she told me that her family, I believe it's her aunt through one side of her family, not sure which side, but the German side, a German side of her family, they still light candles on a living Christmas tree right before christmas Such just is crazy isn't wow. it
1: it's it's so interesting what what an interesting tradition to continue and not replace with just you know Something candles safer. with bulbs
3: I told her I had lots of questions. I didn't get a chance to ask all the questions like that. It sounded like they put the little clips on with the candles specifically for this event. So I Right, just for that time, yeah. It's decorated and then they put candles on. But I was telling her for me, you know, having grown up in churches that do candlelight services where you have yeah. old people and really young people holding candles. Like it's just like this recipe for disaster, Right. right. Yeah. But it always works out. I've never seen a problem in those because people are very careful. And she said, yeah, they're the same way. They're very careful. The kids
2: are not allowed to participate from a lighting or touching perspective. See, that's the nice difference between that and the candlelight service. At church, yeah. Because um, I know (laughs) that I have seen kids that aren't, like, even standing on their own but being held by a parent. Yeah, Who are handed, then, a lit candle. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Now, usually they're in in a little...
2: They're in a little holder,
1: yeah. yeah. So yeah. they're not actually. At least the hot
2: wax
3: isn't tripping on you. <laughs> right. For them, yeah, For them. exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Usually, it, sometimes it's their first experience holding a candle. Oh, like, and if you candle. watch their faces, it's like
1: ooh, so fire. excited. Yes, yeah. fire. <laughs> fire.
3: yes, I can see that being true of a Christmas tree too. Yeah. Tree. The other thing, you know, we talked about Groundhog Day the movie last week, and she had mentioned to me that her and her uh, kids—they have two kids. Just recently watched it for the first time. Her kids are 10 and 12. And I wondered how young would make the most sense to watch that movie. And she said they probably could have watched it a year or so earlier and still thought it was funny and things. They definitely got a kick out of the movie at that age, too.
1: I was going to say, that's probably pretty prime ages for that. Yeah. Pretty good ages.
3: Yes. And just to give you status on the uh, local stores, yes, Easter stuff has shown up in Target (laughs) as of, I think, Two weeks ago, I forgot to mention it. A couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. so that would have been in later part of January. They already had Cadbury eggs show up. Oh
1: yeah, and the Reese's eggs.
3: And the Reese's eggs. I was kind of curious as to are these last years that they kept in the back <laughs> and just thought hey, so maybe we'll the expiration They're
2: beginning the, the series of somewhat lesser holidays. <laughs> That's <laughs> right, compared to the the big holiday season that we're just coming out of. That's right. Now it's interesting because I heard for the first time someone tell me that their favorite holiday was a summer holiday fourth of july fourth of july, fourth of july. now i've heard people say that they love fourth of july but i never heard someone say that their favorite holiday yeah it's unusual is fourth of july
3: yeah i think um, i've only july. ever heard one other person than the one you're mentioning right now say that yeah it's kind of an unusual um if you really like Family get-together, picnics, fireworks. yeah, (laughs) Yeah, A lot of it is
2: like the patriotic atmosphere, too. Yeah. So did they tell you why? Because they're very invested in American history and got like a flag of Virginia on his wall as a decoration. So very passionate about that. So that brings out all those things that he loves about America in one holiday. Yep. But it's interesting because I've heard one or two people say, maybe two or three people say that Thanksgiving's their favorite holiday because mm-hmm. family. Yep. Most people, Christmas, second is usually Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
3: I've heard Easter, I've heard Thanksgiving. Fourth of July is probably the, the like at the bottom. I have
2: yet to hear somebody say things like St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's Day. You know, yeah, any of those kind See, of See Super Bowl Sunday level. is kind of becoming a holiday now. So yeah. if that counts, that's up there for me. It's really high up there. Well, it's for high you.
1: high up there for a lot of people. Yeah, it's very
2: high up there for a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. Some other fun news. We might get some snow this week.
1: Possibly. Oh, We're we hoping. Hope.
3: We haven't seen much snow at all this year.
1: That is true. Oh, and right. we would yep. like to.
3: Yes, we absolutely so would. That's supposed to be Thursday then? There's a chance of ice snow sleet tomorrow night into Tuesday. And then Thursday, it sounds like the better chance of pure snow, mm. accumulating snow. Now, Beth had posted a picture of me clearing the driveway <laughs> five years ago. Yeah, that was uh, crazy. Where we had, I don't know, 18 inches. It was a lot. A couple. It,
1: it, was, it looked like more than that. Yeah.
4: Like 20-something. Yeah.
1: It was a lot It was of a snow. crazy snow. And I've seen
3: a few other people post different years back, mm. a big snowstorm. So we are always hopeful and wishful for yeah. big snowstorms.
2: Last year, I talked about things to do as a single person on Valentine's Day. I'm not sure that I expected to be on the opposite side this year. But Are you suggesting you weren't looking for love? No, I wasn't. It you just, just st- found st- you. It just stumbled upon me. <laughs> okay, much like a Hallmark yeah. movie special. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, it was like a a meet cute. I was walking into a coffee shop with files or something. That's right. She came out and spilled coffee on me and was like, oh my gosh, do you know the spirit of Christmas? <laughs> and you were like,
1: teach me the spirit of Christmas. We'll
2: have to ask Killia yeah. if that's how she remembers it. Yeah, no, we just, we met through a mutual friend and hung out at a party, so that's how we met. Yeah. Um, which you never is, know. Which is a much more realistic way that people meet but this year we were trying to figure out especially with covid what we can do together on valentine's day so we were brainstorming and what we kind of settled on isn't necessarily for everyone but it's kind of a, a fun couple of ideas that i wanted to share what we came up with and you know if you guys think that there's any bad ideas in there or anything like that feel free to chime in or All of them all of them are good. (laughs) So if you want to say, Wow, good job guys. You're so smart.
1: So affirmations only. Affirmations
2: only. Yep. Criticism is welcome, but affirmation only. (laughs) (laughs) So good luck. So good luck. Good luck trying to figure that one out. Yeah. Uh, so what we kind of settled on doing was we rented a cabin about an hour hour and a half away. Because for Valentine's Day we wanted to be able to have that feeling of getting away together. Good
4: idea.
2: We didn't just become a couple, we've been a couple for since September. So it's still pretty early. Friends before that. Yeah, and friends before that. So almost six months. Still fairly early in. But a lot of these lists of things that early couples can do is like go to an arcade, go ice skating, go you know, go to this or Go and do that. Because of coronavirus, more limited in your options. Right, right. So you can't go do the social things that you would normally do, like, as a date together. That's a good point, right. Uh, And it depends on... Some people would still be willing to go do the date thing together because there are some places that are open. Right. Uh, But if you're being very cautious about COVID safety and you don't want to kind of risk going out together, right. especially because Valentine's Day is going to be so crowded. Uh, what we kind of decided on was we were going to pack food ahead of time, things to make food ahead of time, and then go out to this cabin and make all of our meals together. Oh, you know, okay. take different parts of the meal and make that. And we both have the delivery service Blue Apron, which delivers the ingredients to us. Oh, nice. So yeah. we have pre-made like nice. pre-cut and pre-cut prepared. that's oh, okay. It's, it's, not, it's not pre-cut, but they ship us all of the ingredients mm-hmm. for these meals and like a little pamphlet that has the step-by-step and what you need. Oh, so you take those and then like you that. just make sure you've got the pots and pans, all the Right, kil- anything ke- that you need to cook them. Yep. So over Christmas, I got a pasta maker. And what Keely and I decided to do was that we're going to do a much more from scratch meal together for valentine's day so i'm going to hand make pasta with that will be my first time doing it but i'm hoping that some like latent italian root comes <laughs> out and i'll just be like you know <laughs> woo-hoo, you, you should make play it some italian it. making I, it. I actually always play italian music when i'm cooking there you go That's so funny. Uh, i've doing. got a, a spotify playlist that's of so nothing funny. but uh, Italian songs. If it accidentally moves so. over to German while you're cooking, you could end up with a bratwurst or something.
3: Sauerkraut. Strudel. <laughs> Strudel. Strudel.
2: <laughs> <Yep>. So <laughs> you um,
1: said you were going to make the sauce also?
2: Yes. Yeah, I'm going to make the sauce also. I'm not sure what she's contributing to that meal. She has yet to figure that out. But There's always salad, bread. There's a much more oh, yeah, kind of
1: true.
2: dessert. Dessert. yeah, Improvisational element to the time that we're going to spend together. yeah, And that's the thing, we just want to kind of go and bring all the resources that we need to enjoy ourselves and figure out in the moment what we feel like and what is right for us. We love yeah. taking walks, so going out in the woods is kind of a nice way to go on some of the trails that are back there and spend yeah. a lot of time together. To have a movie marathon, oh, you know, a play some games, or just sit around and talk, because we do a lot of that.
1: I wonder if it has a fireplace.
2: If it does, that's kind of a fun yeah. thing to do in the evenings. Yeah, Yeah, just sit in front yeah. of the fire. Yeah. yeah.
3: What I like about what you're talking about is that you actually talked to each other about what you wanted to do. Right. right. <laughs> it, it wasn't relying on you to guess what the other person was interested in. Right,
2: which is, I think, an issue because in... And it's becoming less of an issue, but I think in maybe previous decades, it was expected that the guy would plan out Valentine's Day. Right, the whole day. Right. Surprised with flowers. This is the surprise thing that we're doing. Right. But we talked, and especially being very intentional about COVID. So we both felt comfortable with the situation. Right. Going in and talking about, you know, because we were talking about it and I was like, you know, I can make us reservations to this place for this place. There's some nice places around here. And we were both kind of like, we don't really want to go out on Valentine's Day. Right, to a restaurant. To a restaurant with a bunch of other people there. It was something that if I had just done it, it would have still been a nice evening, but she might have felt a little more uncomfortable. I think now especially, very intentionally communicating what you guys want to do because that's really the best case scenario because you both can figure out what you want to do. Right. It's something that I'm excited to... Get out and just get away in general.
1: Right. That's a nice thing to be able to do.
2: Especially with someone that you're in a new relationship with. Right. Because you're still figuring out each other and learning all kinds of new things about each other, which is a great way to spend a long weekend.
3: It
1: is. Very
2: nice.
3: So you may want to think about grabbing a Valentine's Day card for the weekend and taking that with you as well. Speaking of Valentine's Day cards,
5: What? what a segue.
3: These words, I am already sick of love, my very gentle Valentine, are the earliest surviving romantic Valentine messages that we know of. They're written by Charles, Duke of Orleans, while he was imprisoned in the Tower of London after being captured by the English during the Battle of Agincourt in 1415. Yeah. So it goes back that far. He was writing to his wife. The love poem uh, just repeats the phrase using valentine over and over again. And that resides today in the British Library. You can actually go see that, uh, oh. that valentine. Also in the British Library is uh, the earliest known English language example, because the last one was in French, of a valentine dating back to February 1477. The woman, Marjorie, refers to her fiancé as her right, well-beloved valentine. And beseeches him to marry her, despite the fact she hasn't been able to convince her father to increase her dowry.
1: So, you see a little problem for him there. Yes.
3: Yeah, good She's news, though, creative. the couple did eventually marry.
1: Oh, that's nice. Good news. That is nice.
3: So, according to Hallmark, um, about 145 million Valentine's Day cards are exchanged every February 14th, and that's not even including all those kid Valentine's cards exchanged in classrooms. And I was thinking about that. That was really my first That's true. Those exposure. numbers would be
2: like crazy inflated if you included those right. ones. And that
3: was for really my first exposure to Valentine's Day cards was in the as a kid in the classroom.
1: I loved those.
3: Making them either homemade ones for my parents, for my mom specifically. And I remember doing that with lace and pink construction paper. And you know, we did that when I was in kindergarten, basically. You um,
4: guys remember doing that? I do, but yeah. I also remember watching a home video. I think it was in preschool. Everyone each had a paper bag with their name on it, and mm-hmm. you would go and stick your valentine in the different paper bags yeah. for each other. It was yeah. really cute.
1: If that's basically what they did in our elementary school, too. Yeah. Everybody had a bag or a box that they yeah. made. Some people, right? Some, some years
3: them. we did boxes. You decorated the box. There was a shoe yeah. box. You decorated mm-hmm. You put a little hole in it so they could be... And the other thing I remember about doing that was... You would get these assorted packs of these little, you know, pre-made cards mm-hmm. for your classmates. Some years it was you just put them in the ones you wanted to. And some years you had to put them in all of them, right? Yeah. So it kind of mixed. But I remember going through for the ones where I had to do everybody in the class, like picking which ones. Like if there was a, a, a girl I, I kind of liked, right? I would oh, like, try to pick one that I thought she would like the best. Or... A friend. I would pick one that was funny or something. But if there's somebody I didn't really like, I'd like find like the least interesting <laughs> one, and I would give that to them. And it wasn't mean or anything yeah. like that, but it was...
1: You are being discerning.
2: Yes,
3: I was discerning. There are
2: mean Valentine's
3: Day there, cards, aren't there?
2: There, there? there were
3: mean val. i don't know if there still are there may I be i'm sure you for, can make up
2: valentine <laughs> yes you can inc- interpret a valentine's day card <laughs> in kind of a snarky way maybe that's right but not to the degree that maybe they were before that's right in
3: the victorian era there were valentines that were kind of sassy and sometimes downright mean yeah they later became known as vinegar valentines
1: that's right mm.
3: Now, Beth talked about how Valentine's Day cards basically came to America and how they uh, got into mass production last week. And it was that mass production that really set off the ability for vinegar Valentine's cards to happen. You could buy a Valentine's Day card for a penny Hmm. at that point. So they're really cheap. So they're available to everyone. And the vast majority of cards, even in the Victorian era, were romantic in nature. But they weren't all romantic in nature. So these mean-spirited vinegar valentines uh, made fun of skinny spinsters, fat bachelors, female blue stockings, male dandies, alcoholics, overbearing wives, or anyone else you could ridicule.
4: These these sound like memes. Yes, <laughs> and
3: a lot of the lower-class minorities were also the targets of these insulting valentines. Yeah, that's- Unfortunately, it makes sense. And they were printed on a single sheet of paper, and priced very cheaply. Like I said, a penny. Sometimes they went up to as many as five cents. But the key was, they were usually sent anonymously. So kind of what did that sound like today? The internet? Yeah, exactly. Like the internet. (laughs) You could be mean... Right on the internet, with no with consequences.
1: consequences. Yeah, nope. you don't have to look the person in the eye when you're writing those mean mm. things. Yes, that's true. Yeah.
2: So, did any of them say "get wrecked"? But "wreck" spelled R E K T.
3: I don't know. So here's an example of one of those early cards. To my Valentine, it says, and it shows a um, Victorian lady holding this big lemon, and it says, "Tis a lemon that I hand you, and bid you now skidoo, because I love another." There's no chance for you.
4: How mean is that? <laughs>
1: well,
4: and my thing is, like, if, if it's anonymous, that's a little confusing. How is he going to... Well... well, that one may
3: not be anonymous. Okay. It doesn't say. Okay. Not all of them were anonymous.
4: That's even more rude. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's right. There's another that I really like. It exists in the York Castle Museum in England. And it features a mustache made of actual mustache hair. And it says, <laughs> it says, for the new woman... With St. Valentine's heartiest greetings and best hopes that she'll soon get another with a man attached. So it has this big like <laughs> mustache made out of mustache hair. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> it really is. It is weird. The York Castle Museum labeled that as the worst Valentine's Day card ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Cars could insult a recipient's physical traits, their profession, their lack of being married, or other characteristics and, and traits.
1: I know Um, the suffragettes were a target of some of them, but they had their own valentines too. (laughs) Right,
3: right. So anything that was out of the norm where you wanted to send anonymously something mean, you could be these little sassy cards. Like I said, sometimes they were just sassy and sometimes they were just downright mean. As the valentines card scene ramped up, 1840 was about the year that you could send something in the mail for just a penny. So a year later, the public sent nearly half a million valentines in that one year. Oh my goodness. Uh, Over in London, they processed 1.2 million cards. And these uh, vulgar valentines, they weren't called that at the time, but that's what we call them now, were sent along the way too. Some postmasters actually started to confiscate the valentines uh, because the postal workers really felt that these weren't appropriate and especially since a lot of them were anonymous they were just mean. There's actually a case where a husband shot his estranged wife after she sent him a vinegar Valentine. Oh, that's
4: a little extreme. It's
3: a little
2: yeah, extreme. Yeah, so they actually
3: started to confiscate many of the cards. In Chicago in the late 19th century, the post office rejected some 25,000 cards on the grounds they were not fit to be carried. Through the united states mail so that's right. kind of interesting
1: and that's just one city
3: yeah that was just one
1: Twenty-five thousand. that's like a lot of new spirited people too
3: the other interesting thing is that there aren't a lot of surviving vinegar valentine's cards what i imagine most is? of them were thrown out or thrown <laughs> into a fire a lot, or, or yeah burned otherwise <laughs> destroyed it's so mm. funny you should say that by autobiographical accounts a lot of recipients tore them up and burned them <laughs> <laughs> Most surviving examples were ones that were unsent and found in collections along the way. That's so funny. here it's adding insult to injury. I think this is hilarious, but it's so mean. The senders didn't even foot the cost of postage. Instead, they sent them COD, cash on delivery, costing the recipient a penny to read the thing that she got, or he got, along the way. So, so not only did, did you have to read <laughs> it in the end, but you paid a penny to read whatever it was. Oh my gosh. Today, fortunately, there are... These vulgar cards that mm-hmm. people are sending along right. the way.
1: Vinegar Valentine's. Yeah, yeah. and we also no cash upon
3: No cash upon delivery. That's right. No. Yeah. Yeah. There are over twelve hundred different types of Valentine's Day cards uh, offered just by Hallmark in 2020. Oh, wow. And I know for us, for Beth and I, we normally give a cute or funny card and then we give uh, like a more serious card. More romantic. Because to, to me it's hard not to give a few cute and funny card right but i also want to be you know sweet along the way i appreciate that yeah <laughs> about 1.3 billion dollars are spent on valentine greeting cards each year as i was reading through some of the statistics about valentine's uh, i thought some of these were funny so one of the ones that i thought was funny was the least desired gifts for valentine's oh okay yeah. that's
1: good information
3: are you gonna have us guess i can if i
2: don't Yeah, Yeah, just turn your uh, computer away. Okay, so what do you think are the least desirable gifts? So, first of all, cleaning supplies. Okay, that would be horrible.
1: Appliances.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Oh, man, let me think. Gym
2: equipment. Or home gym equipment. Yeah, that's true. Like weights and exercise bikes and stuff like that.
4: (laughs) Especially if it wasn't asked for. I had an idea, but I forgot. So, I'm going to say underwear.
3: Okay. (laughs) All right. Oh, socks. Socks. Okay, well... Cole hit one of them. Gym membership <laughs> or sporting equipment. <laughs> I think Mom hit one one of them. Beth hit one of them. Kitchen appliances. Mm. A cheesy stuffed animal. Really? Yep. It was on there. Tools were on there. And the one I, that just cracks me up is a mixtape. <laughs> oh my goodness!
4: Uh, I could, yeah, yeah, that's way down there. But really, the tech—they always have uh, like teddy bears and yes, stuff. Yes, they do. That's interesting.
2: But they're always Valentine's themed and they're always huge. So what are you going to do with them once Valentine's Day is over? Unless you
4: have a kid who, you know, would love to have one.
2: Just have a room of Valentine's Day teddy bears (laughs) that are the size of your child. (laughs) Well, this is a little bit
3: random, but I thought it was interesting. What do you think the most popular types of cuisine diners prefer on Valentine's Day? Italian. Italian. Yeah. Number one was Italian. Number two was French. Number three with seafood. But Italian mm-hmm. was way out in front.
1: That's yeah. so interesting.
3: Yeah, so very fun. It's the most romantic. That's right. And also good. It is very yummy. Mm-hmm. So I hope you guys have fun finding the right Valentine's Day mm-hmm. card. Making it a nice card. <laughs> That's right. card. That's right. To your family and friends.
4: That's right. And for me, speaking of gifts, Cole gave me a hoodie, although it was for Christmas. And it says True Crime Junkie.
2: Yeah. Yes. So speaking of Valentine's Day and Italians,
4: yeah, yeah, that too. Pull it all together. Just pull it all together.
2: Yeah. Let's just pull it all
4: together there. <laughs> so before I get into this, um, Dad made a good point the other day. Just to give you all a little context of myself, I love to watch true crime. You do. TV shows mm-hmm. and videos Murder. on the internet. Yeah. I got into this when I was younger, but they were the fictional shows. I still
3: think it started with Scooby-Doo.
4: Okay, let's say Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fictional, I still watch Scooby-Doo. And sometimes I watch both at the same time. So I flip
2: these channels. The, uh, the stereotypical <laughs> in her hoodie, sipping her pumpkin spice latte while That's watching right. true crime. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so come
4: downstairs and it'll be like, the murderer stabbed. The victim thirty times, <laughs>
2: and it's, I was like, "Wow, that's then, excessive." Do
4: you want a Scooby snack? Right. Yeah. So sometimes I switch. I switch back and forth. Channels. But yeah, so I got into the fictional ones, and then I got into the true crime ones because I think I watched so many fictional ones, I was just kind of like, "Okay, they're just repeats now." Let me go on to something else. And sometimes true life is actually a little stranger than fictional.
3: Can be scarier too. It can be scarier. Can be, well,
2: the yeah. Fact that it's true. Given it's it's that real, so.
4: Right. I've gone to different things like when I was in Las Vegas, I went to a mob museum. Mm. And I also like true crime because it also brings in history. I like mafia,
2: About families. G- families.
4: Uh, yeah. And it's just fascinating.
1: It's the context of the decade or the year right. that they're in. yeah. Right.
4: So let me take you back to the 1920s in Chicago. What happened? On February 14th, 1929, prohibition in the United States began in 1920 and ended in 1933. This legislation was enacted in an attempt to control the negative effects of alcohol on people's behavior. Proponents of prohibition expected that people would become healthier and crime rates would decrease. Now, I will say this sounds like a psychological study, Instead of a psychological study, this is like a whole thing throughout America that happened. Yeah.
3: I bet those people in Congress received a lot of vinegar Valentine's Day cards I, as I a bet result. so. Yes.
4: <laughs> yes, from all kinds of people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, prohibition led to the rise of organized crime in America.
2: Mm, funny how that happens. <laughs>
4: which claimed many lives, most famously the seven killed in the infamous St. Valentine's Day Massacre. This served as a wake-up call to the American people about the underworld of organized crime that had been infiltrating the country. (laughs) One of Al Capone's biggest rivals on the streets of Chicago was George Bugs Moran. I will say Bugs is such a common name. Like I, I hear yeah. that on Bugs Bunny cartoons, like with Bugs, Bugsy. <laughs> yep. yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: that was a common mafia name. Yeah, that is funny. I remember now on Bugs Bunny, yeah. Bugsy, especially. Yeah, I remember that. So
4: maybe it was Bugs Bunny that started this <laughs> off. Maybe, yeah.
2: He was on his way to Albuquerque. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he so, kind of has a Chicago accent. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think about a bit. it.
4: So Bugs was the leader of the North Side Gang. The rival gangs were in competition as they ran their bootlegging operations, among other shady activities. Turf wars were rampant as the organizations distilled, stole, and transported alcohol through the city. I mean, they do other things, too, but we're going to concentrate on the alcohol. Um,
2: There's so so many things. There's so so many fun stuff. They were a fun mafia.
4: Fun fun crowd.
2: Fun gangs.
4: Tensions came to a head when bugs started moving in on Al Capone's territory. And the result of this rivalry came with an event that would come to be known as the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Mainly because it occurred on the morning of February 14th. There you go. This is how
2: Sydney enjoys Valentine's
4: Day. <laughs> Man, I so I read so many true crime stories that occurred on Valentine's Day. On the morning of February 14th, a group of men posing as police officers. By the way, this is highly illegal, just in general.
2: Yeah, I, I think everything it's fair to diabetes. assume that everything about this story <laughs> is highly illegal. Yeah.
4: Do not try this at home. Do not
1: try
2: I don't think that uh, the men dressing as police officers is the worst crime that's being committed. <laughs> On this day, in this situation, yes.
4: they raided a garage where seven of Bugs' associates had gathered. Taking these associates' weapons and lining them up against a brick wall, then they opened fire. They opened fire with submachine guns, oh. slaying all seven. So that's a lot of firepower.
2: It's Probably Tommy Guns. That's the, yep. that's yeah, the, the I guess classic. the movie kind of, yeah. the mobster with the Tommy Gun.
4: Now Al Capone was not in Chicago at the time of the massacre, but he was strongly suspected of having ordered it, which is not really surprising. However, nobody was ever jailed for this heinous crime. I will say that law enforcement has become very good at tracking down crime with the advancement of technology, and back then they didn't have a lot of things that we do now. Right, Um, it was harder.
2: Right, right. Right. A lot of it was like eyewitness testimony Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and you know, somebody could just be like, "I didn't see nothing, copper."
4: Yeah, exactly. Just like that. Yeah, just like
2: that. It's 1920s Chicago. (laughs) Oh my gosh,
4: Paul! It's like you you read a quote. What?
2: That's crazy. um, So, child, I didn't see nothing, copper.
4: (laughs) So, what happened? to Al Capone. Well, several months later, Al Capone was arrested for contempt of court after feigning illness to avoid testifying before a grand jury. Now, I don't really know how they figured that out, but okay. Um, he received a six-month sentence for this crime. Before the sentence began, he was arrested for carrying a concealed weapon, uh-oh, which led to another conviction, but it was eventually tax evasion that was Al Capone's downfall. He received an 11-year sentence for this crime, which he served in several institutions, including Alcatraz. Mm. By the way, if you haven't looked up Alcatraz, I highly encourage you to do so if you are interested in true crime. It's
2: crazy. It is? Yeah.
4: By the time he was released from prison, he had an advanced case of syphilis, which took his life in 1947. Meanwhile, Bugs moved away from Chicago after the end of Prohibition. He was arrested for robbing a bank in 1946, I guess old habits die hard, and he died of lung cancer in 1957 while serving a sentence in federal prison. So in conclusion, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre drew nationwide attention to the rampant violence and corruption connected with organized crime. Through the 1920s, law enforcement seemed incapable of being able to manage the activities of the mobsters, nor were they able to do much to stop those who went around the alcohol laws either by exploiting loopholes in the legal status, loopholes in the laws, or creating their own distilling operations, or buying alcohol on the black market. Hmm. In the end, the 21st Amendment was ratified on December 5th, 1933, repealing the 18th Amendment. Instead of leading to better health and prosperity for the nation, prohibition led to more crime and more money spent on failed enforcement of these laws and another thing if you're interested in true crime is to look up how the fbi began and developed as they were i think very pinnacle in the downfall of the mafia mobs and uh, just just very famous bad guys in general so it's just fascinating and i will give A shout out to RosenfeldInjuryLawyers.com. This is where I found this information. Actually, mom found this information. (laughs) And I was super excited. So she let me tell about it today. (laughs) And they do give other interesting information about the St. Valentine's Day Massacre and um, Al Capone and other interesting facts. Yeah.
2: It's interesting how we blend mobsters together. Yes. Kind of in like we think mafia, like there was one mafia. But Al Capone had his own very distinct gang Mm. in Chicago, which is different than, like, the big East Coast mafia Mm. that we think of when we say La Cosa Nostra, the Sicilian mafia. Right. Right. He was separate from that, but people think of Al Capone as just just the the mafia guy.
4: And it's, it's interesting how the mafia life has influenced American Culture mm-hmm. and just America as we know it, like um, for instance, Las Vegas. The construction and growth of Las Vegas is heavily tied right. to the mafia as well. So it's just fascinating um, pieces of history.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting that it's the mafia now. Mafiosos are a very, and I think The Godfather had a really big part of this, a mm. somewhat romanticized yeah. version yes. of yeah. like this kind of dangerous but sophisticated italian american you know he's got this kind of edge but very romantic about it mm-hmm. yeah. i remember i was out on a date and someone told she told me like oh my gosh like you look just like al capone <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I've, I've got dark yeah. slick back hair right yeah i tend to live in a place where people have southern accents so i don't have a southern accent so right, yeah. she was like you talk like
1: dark eyes yeah, yeah. dark
2: eyes and I was like, oh, thank you. And then I looked up a picture of Al Capone on my phone because I was like, that doesn't seem right. And he <laughs> is not a very attractive person. <laughs> and I was I like, no, so you're just, you're just thinking generic. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't look anything like I don't Al look anything like... When you like, said that, that's what I was thinking. I'm like... Maybe it was mm. a was like, vinegar comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Al Capone's nickname was Scarface. Yes. And yeah. he was like short and chubby and balding. Yeah. So, I was like, thank you. And none I was of like, which I was like, are. hold on a second. <laughs> Wait. You're none,
1: you're none of those three things. But it's
2: interesting because, obviously, at the time, they were not a very romanticized group of people. Right. Yeah. Right. right. But, Hollywood over time. Helped,
1: yeah. Hollywood, yeah, they're not going to, yeah. they're going to have attractive people in their movies. Right. Right, right but yeah. Hollywood
2: kind of took off with it, and, you know, yeah. you had Public Enemy, and then uh, all kinds mm. of, you had a whole, like, age of mobster movies right
1: yeah that's right
3: yeah
2: so valentine's day like other holidays we think of kind
3: of as this fun thing but they but it can be stressful right just like any holiday can we talked about the stress of thanksgiving through christmas and the pressures and all those kind of things and busyness but valentine's day can feel that way to some too right so encourage people to if you are feeling sad depressed stressed whatever it may be to to find friends find a way to celebrate being with friends or family yeah. together during that time, yeah, City said there's a lot of true crime that happens on Valentine's Day, which is very sad because mm-hmm. it's meant to be a day of love and not a, a day of tragedy. Tragedy, yeah. right?
2: So One go tonight. hug
4: your dog or cat.
2: Cats are great. Yep. Yeah, yeah. If if cats especially uh, appreciate hugs. If your last name happens to be Moran, watch your back on Valentine's Day. That's right. Correct. <laughs> yeah. right.
3: Our future festivities are for the week of February 8th, which is the day after the Super Bowl. February 8th is National Football Hangover Day. Yep. February 9th is National Pizza Day, which I really still think should be on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. February 10th is National Umbrella Day. February 11th is National Inventors Day. February 12th is Lincoln's Birthday. February 13th is Valentine's Day. If you remember, Valentine's Day is a way to celebrate Valentine's with your girlfriends. And February 14th is Valentine's Day. As always, you can follow us on social media. We are on Twitter at Holiday underscore Moons. On Instagram, we're at Holiday Moons. On Facebook, you can find us by searching Holiday Moons in the search bar. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. And you can contact us at any time at Holiday at gmail.com.
1: So for Beth.
3: Cole. Randy. And Sydney Happy Valentine's Day! In
1: Napoli,
5: when love is king, when boy meets girl, here's what they say.
0: When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine Like you've had too much wine That's amore Bells will ring ting a ling a a ling And you'll sing the Bell Hearts will play Tippy-tippy-tay Tippy-tippy-tay Like a guitar and that Goes with me, but you see back in old Napoli, that's amore. When
5: the moon hits your eye like a big pizza, I've had some
0: more. That's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine. That's the morning Bells will ring Ding-a-ling-a-ling ding ling a ling And you'll sing Vita Bella Vita Bella, Vita Bella Hearts will play Tipi-tipi-tay, tipi tay Like a gay tarabella Lucky gator, gator. fella When the stars make you drool <laughs> Just like pasta fuzzle <laughs> Some more when you dance down the street With the cloud at your feet You're in love When you walk in a dream But you know you're not dreaming Signore Losing me, but you see back, back in, in old Napoli, that's some more, more,
5: that's some more.